0: You're tuned in to Authentic Chat and the Pursuit of Happiness. Welcome to the show, you all. I sure appreciate you tuning in. Today is a very special day. It is January 7th, 2024. This is my uh, 47th birthday. I'm very excited today. Um, breaking a five and a half day fast today. Uh, spent a lot of time over the past week uh, in prayer and worship and study and um, trying to nourish my soul um, with the Holy Spirit rather than food. It's been a really amazing experience. And uh, today we've got a very special guest, someone that I reached out to. Um, I just felt that uh, something was calling me to to talk to this individual. So I hope you tune into the episode. Give it a minute or two to get going. And I hope you all enjoy the show. God bless. All right, cool. There we go. Well, we're recording, but you're sideways. Looks like it's recording. Okay, I'm going to just do it like this.
1: All right, perfect. Yeah, just because my stand here is a landscape.
0: Hang on one second.
1: Is your house out here? What's that? Is your
0: house out here? This is my house, yep. Nice. Uh, I live on two acres out here, kind of in the country, kind of a little homestead they call it. Uh, we're we're growing okay, cool. our own, growing all of our own food, or most of our own food. We got chickens. Uh, Dang. I'm originally from Salt Lake, and okay, we we've been around. We went to Seattle and Austin. And then we ended up moving out here just to kind of get out of the city life. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we are recording, so I'm going to get this thing rolling. Cool. Um, Alex, dude, nice to meet you face to face. Great to and, meet you, sir. Yeah, thank you for joining me today. So right off the bat, um, you're probably wondering why I invited you to be on the podcast. So, I thought I'd explain that to you a little bit mm-hmm. um I think it was before Christmas, and I was kind of having a meditation session, kind of a worship uh a worship time and your name and 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 you kind of popped into my mind and kind of came on my heart as someone that I needed to reach out to and so mm. you know, I thought, well, that's interesting um I don't know this guy, but I've kind of seen him on instagram you know and i was really drawn just to the messages that you were putting out um, on instagram so that's really as simple as it is you know you inspired me Mm -hmm. with just a a couple of messages and and, and the lord put it on my heart that we should connect and so thank you for taking the time brother
1: man thank you for for listening (laughs) to god That's, that's very deep that's really deep
0: Yep, yep. You got to you got to be able to receive those messages, right?
1: Exactly. That's a big thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, brother man, tell me now. Just tell me a little bit about yourself, um kind of what you're working on and give us a little bit of, you know, background and kind of mostly kind of what you're into now.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can see the guitars and the studio equipment behind me. So, um primarily I've been a musician. I started playing guitar like almost 17 years ago, and then I got into a lot of studio work. And uh, one thing led to another, and now um, I am do a lot of engineering and music production where I'm writing records for films, TV. Uh, and then in the pop music space, I, I do a lot of uh, mixing and mastering. So um, you might know of uh, P. Diddy. I worked on his most recent album. I know he's a little bit of a controversial figure, but nonetheless, the record came out uh, uh, amazing. Um, and I actually got my first Grammy nomination off of that. Now, the cool thing is, is that my mentor, the man who taught me how to make music, is uh, um, also very, very famous uh, pastor here in, uh, in Los Angeles. So he himself, he's from Africa. He and his brothers are from Kenya. They uh, were very famous musicians over there, and he came out to do music. Um for the first part first like five, ten years he was living in Los Angeles. Um but at the same time he'd always been running a church and so I got the double trouble of a mentor to both teach me both musical things and both spiritual things. And um always passionate about that and always passionate about teaching and sharing all throughout my career. And then come twenty twenty three, last year, I actually decided to take a step back from music and I couldn't really explain why um, uh, I'm very into dreams and my dreams are very important for me to receive, um, direction from the Holy Spirit. And there's a bunch of dreams that were kind of encouraging me to start to put the hold on music. And so I did, I paused. I actually stopped doing like most of my work and I cut a lot of my clients off for about three months. And then one thing led to another. Like yourself, I did, a uh, a long fast, and then by the end of the fast, all of a sudden I found myself up on stage at my church in front of an audience of uh, several hundred people teaching them about the basics of meditation and why it's important for Christians to know how to meditate. And, Chad, I tell you, like, I didn't do a single thing to get there. It was literally just by accident and someone invited me and they happened to understand that I knew how to meditate. I've never publicly said that to anyone. I haven't really gone out and shared that because that was nothing I ever thought nor intended to teach or help people with and then all of a sudden the Lord put me there and was like all right cool this is what's next and so then after that I started releasing a series of content revolving around it and from there that's how you and I connected
0: awesome so that was in the past six eight months probably or
1: is very recent that's that's the wild thing (laughs) it's very recent yeah
0: yeah dude um That's cool, man. Um, I don't know how old you are, but you seem like a young man, and I'm excited that there's young men out there preaching the gospel. It makes my heart feel good, and and we need that. So that's another thing I was drawn to. Uh, Myself, I'm newly saved, I guess you would say. Um, Mm -hmm. I've always believed in God, but I recently found Jesus um, over the past year and got baptized. Mm-hmm. And ever since then I'm just on, I'm on fire you know and I want to spread the word and, and, and learn the word and learn mm-hmm. you know see, see how I can share this with others because the thing that Jesus offers us is so awesome. It needs to be shared.
1: It's mm-hmm. um, powerful. Yeah.
0: If I can ask what
1: was that that tipping point for you because I hear a lot of the same story where people say, I believe in God, but then receiving Jesus was a different process. What what happened in your yeah. life that was like, okay, I get the Jesus thing now?
0: Yeah, it was kind of multiple things. Um, when we moved out here to East Texas, so that was just a couple years ago, my wife and I had, like quit our jobs. We sold our house. We moved to East Texas. We didn't know anybody. Um, we basically handed it off to God and said, you're in charge, guide us, show us where we're going, what we're doing, all of our faith is in you. And he provided every step of the way, you know, Mm -hmm. it wasn't always the way we thought it would be, but he continued to provide and make a way for us. And they call it the Bible Belt out here in East Texas, if Mm -hmm. you've ever heard that term. Um, Yeah, yeah. And the people are genuinely, uh, they're more friendly. Um, there's a lot of churches and people are praying over their food in restaurants and, and and Mm. reading the Bible at the coffee shop. And that's just unusual from some of the places I've been. Um, so like all these little factors. And then when you're out here and you look up at the stars at night, you can actually see them and you can just, (laughs) yeah, you can literally just, you can just you can see God in action and you're just like, dude. And, and so I called out to him and I said, I know, I know, I want to, I want to know Jesus and, and I want him to reveal himself. And it just happened little by little. But what I realized was he's been there the whole time.
1: Mm, wow. That's the, good.
0: Yeah. He's been there the whole time, my whole life. Cause I've been through a lot of, you know, ups and downs and mm-hmm. my youth wasn't so, so great. Um, but he carried me. And once I even made some calls to my mom and talked to her about that. And I didn't grow up in the church, you know, but she, she was a believer ish, you know, anyway, Mm -hmm. it all came together. and, And then I saw him face to face and wow. And I wept and I cried and I prayed and every day I think of him and it's just amazing, bro. It's a journey. You know what I mean?
1: yeah wow you're one of the fortunate ones to have a encounter too that's that's something a lot of people pray for all the time
0: oh uh, yeah man it's it's awesome um <laughs> so um, let me get on to my questions man i'm i'm so happy that you're doing this with me today i was going to ask you did you grow up in the church or kind of what has moved you in your life toward the lord
1: yeah. Um, in a way, I did, but didn't. So my family, my dad is Mexican, my mom is Puerto Rican. And so by default, you grow up Catholic, right? And uh, the Catholic Church is cool. There's a lot of secrets and things that the church, Catholic Church understands. But um, it's very easy for people to fall into what I call like, tuxedo Christianity, where you go to church, you receive it as, like, good wisdom and philosophy, but then in terms of, like, God actually having power, power to heal, power to change reality, power to bless and create miracles, that sense of belief in that kind of God, God of power, isn't really in the Catholic Church, and nor is it really in much many of the Western churches in the U.S. So that's kind of, like, the church environment I grew up in, and I was going in and out. Like sometimes there would be seasons in my life, like two, three years, where I was really into it. And then years, then periods of my life where I was more into like Buddhism and, and Hinduism. And that was actually the majority of my time span, um, even when I was working for um, my mentor, my spiritual father. <laughs> but all that equipped me into like the way I like view things today. And then come 2020, um, I had a deep dream, a deep visitation that completely changed my life. And I remember having done that. It was in the middle of a fast. Having done that, experienced that dream, man, the release, the tears. It was like a week of just like release, 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 release. And the newfound sense, it was like all of a sudden things that used to hurt me or things from the past that used to bother me or that I used to put myself under or label myself, those things literally just like washed away. And then I saw something different. I was like, wow, most of us think that healing is a manual thing that we take upon ourselves and we have to kind of work and massage our minds and our emotions to be able to become who we're supposed to become. And there, granted, there's a little bit of element like that in all steps of life. But this was different because then I witnessed how just an encounter with the Lord can actually completely, parts of you, all parts of you just completely fall off and you wake up the next day and you're like, that's not touching me anymore. (laughs) It's crazy. And so that's, that kind of became the trigger point. I realized, okay, God isn't, I always thought God was real, but then I realized God is like, Real, talking. Tangible. I'm he,
0: yeah.
1: he hears me. Tangible is with us, right? Yeah. That that's what really changed everything.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely a shift. Once you and once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah, there's no going back. There's no going back. Um, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So uh, the podcast here, I call it the Pursuit of Happiness. And what does that saying mean to you and how would that manifest in your life?
1: Well, I think um, I'm a big proponent of wealth. And uh, in the beginning of like me going off and starting to do this meditation ministry, I really thought I was going to more so use it to bring people to Jesus, like on an evangelistic take. And then I started to realize Christian, other Christians criticizing and denouncing what I do because the concept of meditation has become so warped by New Ageism in the Western world. And that's when I realized it's my brothers and sisters who need this the most because there's a lot of pain in the church where people don't believe that they can have everything. And there's a lot of pastors out there who are teaching Christianity from a don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do this, don't do do that kind of perspective. And the problem with that is that self-control comes by the Holy Spirit, not by our own strength. But now you're whittling down God into a box where again, he's not really tangible where it's the Holy Spirit that's supposed to keep us, not our own actions and disciplines. And by doing that, you are creating the issue that we have in the church today, where you have many people who are spiritual and love God, but because God has been portrayed as a um, strict disciplining father, everyone has daddy issues with the Lord.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? And in truth, and I was talking to someone about this, God is love, right? He in yep. fact loves us more than we can love ourselves.
0: Yeah.
1: And if anyone wants to challenge that, then I encourage them to read the Book of Psalms and see how much you re- David has these revelations. He knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows <laughs> when we're gonna go in, when we're gonna go out, when we're gonna go to sleep, when we're gonna wake up. The hairs on our head—he's counted them, he's numbered them. Who like we don't know that about our own selves. <laughs> right
0: yeah yeah
1: now you start to see god as a god of love where discipline and excellence and all that stuff comes from is that god will challenge us but he will challenge us through the vehicle of other men
0: say that again he'll challenge challenge god
1: yeah god will grow us and correct us but very rarely directly through him he will do it by appointing us to serve other men or deal with other people who are difficult to deal with. He uses the vehicle okay. of other men. He didn't send angels to preach the gospel. Angels don't preach the gospel. Jesus, God in the embodiment of a man, came to preach to us.
0: Yeah. And he he somehow makes you work out the problem that you're praying for to be fixed. Mm -hmm. He may not sprinkle some dust down and all of a sudden it's fixed, but he finds a way to, you know, put the right people in your life or the right circumstance for you to solve it, I feel like.
1: Yeah, he sends gifts through the form of other men.
0: Yeah, awesome. Um, Yeah, I've got two kids and when I think about how much I love them, it's overwhelming. You know, and then I think, man, God loves us even more than that. And that's just, that's a lot, dude. That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) Yep, yep. So crazy. Uh, Tell me more about your mentoring and the personal development and the meditation focus. Uh, Maybe how it might relate to, is this a business that you're building or what are you, are Hmm. you doing there?
1: Yeah, and thank you for bringing me back to that. So what I started off saying was I'm a big proponent of wealth. To me, wealth means success on all stages of your life. If you take the life of Abraham as an example, Abraham was wealthy in his family, in his businesses and finances, and he was very, very wealthy in his relationship with the Lord. He walked with God. He sat and actually ate food with the Lord. Right, and my purpose and mission is to lead other people um, into knowing that that's also for them, because the moment we receive Christ, all of the benefits and glory and success and wealth that like God's sons got—Moses, Abraham, David, Solomon. Jacob, all these, all that, we have access to it now too because we're all children of God at this point. And what that requires is a mindset shift and a reframe. And so my whole purpose and mission is I like to say I am creating a generation of fire where people's minds are renewed by the Holy Spirit and they realize just who it is that lives inside of them. Because the Spirit of God now lives inside of them. All of us. And because of that, everything that Jesus and all the first sons had is also ours. Power to commune with God. Power to create wealth. Power to be successful in everything that we do. Everything our hands touch will prosper. All of that belongs to us. The problem is that now there's this brain thing that people think they don't deserve those things. Or people will even self-administer their own punishment thinking that that's actually what God wants and it's like no that's not the truth so let me lead other people into understanding and using meditation to not just tell people these things but to help them reprogram their subconsciouses to be more tuned to what's truth in the spirit
0: gotcha yep yeah so tell me about the benefits of meditation and kind of how you go about it because there's many ways to meditate. I've dabbled in it, but I'm definitely, mm-hmm. I want to learn about it. So how's your process, and what are some of the benefits?
1: Well, the, the benefit is this, is, is that you practice certain ways of thinking when you meditate, right? Your brain works off associations. So they literally call your brain cells, uh, a component of your brain cells, arbor, which is another word for trees, right? Because if you look at your brain, it looks like a bunch of trees that are sprouting out together. And they've even seen on patients that have, suffer from dementia or schizophrenia, anxiety and depression, that their trees are, it looks like wintertime. What happens is that your brain is a physical thing and it works through association. And between every little branch from tree to tree, there's a little gap, right? And electricity crosses between that gap. That's a thought. That's an idea. That's a concept, that little piece of electricity. And like a, like a pathway, like a like a hiking trail, the more you walk it, the more defined the trail becomes because now you're stepping on it and you're removing dust and plants and everything. And the more cars and things pass back and forth, it becomes more defined until it becomes a road or a way. Same thing happens in your brain. The less you think about something, the harder it is for that electricity that little signal to jump across between your branches. And the more you think about that thing, the more refined it becomes, and it becomes a lot more natural to think, and thought leads to behavior to then behave in that manner. And that's the power of meditation, because now you're sitting yourself down, and you are saying, I'm going to reinforce a particular thought process over and over and over and over again. So it becomes easy to think that way. And now what happens is that An idea and a behavior that used to be difficult to apply goes into the space of subconscious where now you don't even have to think about it, like an athlete, where an athlete has a new movement they need to learn or understand, like a gymnast. And in the beginning, they have to really pay attention to how they're balanced, to how they're running, to how they position their body. But after a couple months, after a couple weeks of over and practice and practice and practice, they no longer have to think about it because they reinforce that neural pathway. And then now it's entered into the realm of subconscious and they can start to put on new moves and advance and progress in their um, athleticism. And this is what meditation does. So when I meditate or lead other people through meditations, we're always meditating on the word of God. We're always filling our minds and reinforcing our minds with spiritual truth because I don't believe in meditation. Your brain is constantly thinking, it's constantly moving, it's constantly operating. You can't empty it, and for most people, it is so difficult to just sit and let thoughts pass by. And then there's not really much of a benefit to that. Like, It's not a bad thing to do that. What it can do is help you increase your emotional resiliency, because you are like being able to just separate yourself and not identify with your own thoughts. But then, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you're doing nothing to learn how to manage your thoughts. So you really the the change in growth from that's minimal, so but it's not about say, hey
0: it's not about go ahead clearing. it's not about clearing out the thoughts. It's more about focusing in on
1: exactly yeah, it's like I could take um one cup with clean water and one cup with dirty water, the bad thoughts, and then now that I pour in clean water, the more clean water I pour into it then the more this is going to start to overflow and all the dirt will rise up to the top and come out.
0: Okay. So
1: now we're filling our minds with the thoughts and spiritual truths. So then our reactions to life and life circumstances come from a spiritual place, not from a carnal place.
0: Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Do you like to find a quiet room, uh, dark? Uh, describe it a little bit.
1: So just- yeah, I believe in like in using aids. However, right. So every now and then I'll do music. Every now and then I'll um, I have like some prayer beads. I always find a piece of scripture. My process is get relaxed. So find a comfortable position, do some breathing exercises, find a piece of scripture that's relevant to me or important to me, and rehearse it within my mind start to summarize it, start to play around with it, pass it back and forth, contemplate it, let it evolve, and importantly, add some kind of imagery to it that reinforces the truth behind that. Imagining myself, maybe operating in, in that capacity, whatever it is that I see. Um, but then the next thing is, true peace comes from Jesus, right? And you know you have true peace because it's true. It's a peace that, ex, that is a... a, a Goes beyond all, all explanation, as what it says in the Bible. And preceding that passage, he talks about. Let Paul talks about. Do not be offended by anything or anyone. So true peace. You you can realize that you've been very well meditated and that your spirit is really strong when you can go into a place where you would typically be offended, but you feel peaceful. So, a lot now. Of course, I have it where it's nice and easy to meditate, but then I will also practice meditating in difficult environments. Yeah. Maybe a lot of people, yeah. a lot of distractions. Um, a very good one is, hey, like, especially when we're around family or people we've known for a long time or, or friends that maybe we've kind of outgrown them in a couple of ways and that I'm sure it's happening to you right now as you become more spiritual. Um, you might find it difficult sometimes or things you might say might, might offend you a little bit. And that's a great space to practice meditation in because now you're trying to build your peace and your resiliency in the places where it's difficult to do that.
0: Yeah, awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right, let's talk about fasting for a minute. Um, I mentioned to you that I was going to be fasting and you gave me some excellent advice before I started. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm actually in day six right now and feeling good, man. Um, but I want to point out the advice you gave me said that you're not denying yourself anything, just nourishing yourself in a different way. Mm -hmm. And during meal times, you know, replace that meal with prayer, worship and study, and then go into it with an intention, have scripture with you. And then you said, and don't be afraid to end early if you receive your message, um, things like that. But I think all of those are really beneficial. So I, I thank you for those those tidbits. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, tell me more about your thoughts on fasting.
1: Fasting is a really important obligation that we have as Christians because it puts the flesh, it puts the body under, Right. And most importantly, it humbles the soul. People don't understand that we're made out of three components our body, our soul, and our spirit. Right? And people confuse the soul and spirit a lot because, especially in the West, we like to really, really put God within the realm of our thoughts. Let me define these things for us first. There's our body. That's easy to see. Boom. We have a body, right? That's the housing for our spirit. There's our spirit. That's the part that's in the spiritual realm that communes with God. So our spirit is a part of us that is done everything. It contains all the information of our life, our destiny, our path. It is our true identity. Paul says this all throughout the Bible. We have a new spirit. We're a new creation. God has put a spirit within us, right? And then we have our soul. That's the one part when we come to Christ that doesn't change. And it's on us to renew our mind, to renew our soul. Our soul is made out of our mind, our will, and our emotions, right? So a lot of times Christians will be like, oh my gosh, I heard in the spirit this, this, and this, and I should do this business. It's like, well, that, those actually are thoughts. And thoughts aren't technically your spirit talking. They're reactions to what is in your spirit. You know it's your spirit talking when you step into a space and you have a knowing. Like have you ever gone into uh maybe you, maybe one of the homes that you you purchased throughout your life. You got to a place and you're like, ah, "I cannot explain it, but I know this is the one."
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah.
1: That's your spirit. It it actually and this is what it says, like God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts, higher than our ways, right? So it surpasses our our, our logical earthly wisdom and things of the spirit will just you can't explain why, but you're like, I know I have to be here. It even goes against what is wise or financially safe or any of these things. But I just know this is it. Like, we have to do it. And even the situation in the beginning will be, it'll seem like you were wrong. And that's actually how you know God is in it. It will seem like it is wrong, and it'll be challenging. because, And you'll be like, but I knew in my spirit this is the right business to start. Why is it not working these first six months? And then, boom, a shift will happen. And that's typically how things operate in in the spiritual sense. Um, All that to say is that fasting is a practice that strengthens your spirit because it calms and humbles your soul. And so I'm sure you've noticed, Chad, while you've been fasting these last few days, your thoughts and your thought processes have probably been a lot more like, direct and not as many different things kind of bouncing around.
0: Yep, absolutely. And that's, and I cut and I cut out, I cut out the social media and a lot of, Mm. it was nothing but worship music, you know, if anything, and then just, just focusing on the Lord, whatever he has for me.
1: Yeah. It's, it's deep, you know, and two, when you're eating food, it, it actually uses calories and energy from your body. That could be restored reserved for your brain. And so when you rest from eating, you actually have a little bit more focus. You may not have as long lasting endurance throughout the day, so you might be a little bit more tired. But when you do sit down to pray, meditate, or do your creative work, you'll realize you, you- your just level of focus can go a whole lot deeper. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, uh one thing, and we see it throughout the word and personal experiences, um, we don't want to fast too much because one thing is uh, depending on whoever it is that we've served, we always got to look back and be like, cool, these people sacrifice things so I don't have to do it. So there's a lot of people who will be like, I'm going to do a 40-day fast. and It's like, ho, 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 slow down. If God is telling you do the 40-day fast, then I am not going to get in the way of that, right? That's between you and the Lord. Yeah. But if it's just coming because you want to do it, it's not a bad thing. But is it is it necessary? Jesus did that, so we don't have to do that, right? Do you want to get crucified too?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Well my my wife was trying to support me, and you know she was kind of fasting with me, and I and I was like, no, what what are you doing? You know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So she's like, well, I'm trying to support you. I go, but you don't have you're not doing the same thing I am. You're, you're not eating, but you're not doing all the other stuff too, as far as the meditating yeah. and, and the intention. And I told her like on day two, I was like, go eat some food. Let's, mm-hmm. let's go make you some food, you know, cause, um, yeah, she was doing it for the wrong reason, but she's been fasting, um, more on a daily basis. So she won't eat until afternoon or dinner time. And mm-hmm. she's found great benefits from that, health wise and spiritually.
1: And that's probably one of the best ways to do it. Like I think it's more important. I was reading this in a in a um a good a book by by an author named Kenneth Hagan. She writes amazing content on um faith, spiritual spiritual life. He said that like, you know, he had an encounter with Jesus and he was doing a lot of fasting and it was actually wearing on his body, but he thought he needed to do it. And then the Lord appeared to him, and he's like, "I don't want you to really, honestly. If it's up to me, I wouldn't have you do prolonged periods of fasting ever. I prefer that my sons and daughters live fast lives. So instead of uh, um, doing long fasts for like weeks at a time, just throughout the day, try not to eat as much as like all that you can, right? And so I, I think like for me." What I like to do is I try to eat because I'm also an athlete, so um, I need a little bit more. But I'll I'll eat like a breakfast and then a small meal and then a dinner and then I keep cap it at that. And I try to end all my meals before 7 p.m. And then I'll have one day of the week where I'll just fast for that day.
0: Mm.
1: You know, and I think that's that's also a really uh, important component. Just all throughout life, it takes a little bit of self control to not fill up your stomach all the way. Yeah, right. So that that that's that's very sound of your wife. I think that's really wise.
0: Um, two things that I I noticed right away, and and that is that food and eating is number one habitual. And number two, it's mm-hmm. um, it's um, what's the word for it? Impulsive, right? You're going yeah, down the street, and you're and you and you're like, I'm gonna go to Burger King, <laughs> you know, or a gas <laughs> station. Like it's so impulsive when you're at the gas station to grab a burrito or a snack. We don't need any of that, you know. And it's just like consumerism yeah. at that point.
1: No, it really uh, is. Like uh, someone said it to me once: like America is addicted to eating.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, and you notice that this yeah. food is so accessible and. But most of it isn't even really worthy of eating. <laughs> yeah, most of it is really bad for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, I got I got another one for you, brother. Um, All right, sir. You can tell me how you can tell me how old you are if you'd like, but I I feel like oh, you're yeah. a young man. Um, my son's twenty four, my daughter's nineteen, and I'm wondering what advice you'd have for them or younger generation that hasn't accepted Jesus yet.
1: Hmm, that's, I love this question because those, that generation is, uh, sorry, someone's trying to get a hold of me right now, but that uh, generation is really on my heart. So I'm 30, but I know my nature is a little bit younger than that too, because um, I think a lot of it has to do with being in the music industry. Because in the music industry is really, the biggest consumers of music are the youth, right? You target the youth. Because they're the ones who get the most excited about it. And then they bring their family and they bring their friends. And um, there's something about the arts that really speaks to, to these younger generations. And uh, I found it for myself to be very attuned to what the youth is into. Because that makes me better as a musician. It keeps me more relevant. And they are the next leaders that are on deck. Right? Mm-hmm. So if we're not nurturing our youth, then what are we really doing? What I would say and what I always say to a lot of young people is um, enjoy your process in life and seek the Lord and be comfortable be comfortable taking baby steps listen to your parents always to your best of your ability because they love you and they care for you. And that there's actually a lot of um, benefits. Even if you disagree with it, there's a lot of benefits with following what they have to, have to say to you. And then when it comes to your faith life, though, really, really, really cultivate it. Again, listen to your family as they as they push you. But then really sit and think for yourself. And in baby steps, just seek the Lord.
0: away my headphones here can you still hear me
1: yeah yeah okay, good
0: they were dying on me <laughs> oh
1: no <laughs> they're getting the
0: yep, yep. Well, dude that's that's great advice i appreciate that um if you have any questions for me um fire them away or maybe tell us a few final thoughts for the day
1: hmm let me think well, Chad, I really appreciate you doing this podcast. And it's a uh, um it's really nice having a conversation with someone like yourself. You know, I can tell you're on fire for the Lord and you're hungry for it and you're going out here and you're doing a powerful thing by giving other people a platform to uh speak on. Thank you. Yeah. No, of course. Um so I mean, yeah, I would love to kind of know like what is a uh, um important to you especially for this year.
0: Um and this this kind of came through some of the meditation I did this week. We've given this 2 acre farmstead here. And essentially, you know, it's not our land, it's God's land, but he provided it for us to mm-hmm. be stewards over. And I, and I and I want to turn it into a place of worship where we can invite many guests and uh, people to not only enjoy the food, but the good word of the Lord. So we can start to do like a monthly Shabbat uh, type of
1: <clears throat>
0: and just bring the community in and show them all the abundance the Lord has for us and then just kind of trickle down on them, you know,
1: so mm.
0: we can. We can share the message. You know, that's one of the main things I want to work on. And then I really want to bring my family back to Jesus. Um, it's just, you know, obviously very important to me. But mm-hmm. I, even my mom and dad, I want to get them, uh, just bring them back into the light. You know, they're in the shade right now. I want yeah. to move them into the light. So that's really what yeah,
1: yeah. amen. Yep. yep that's that's powerful i mean my family has been like that and uh just the power of prayer when you pray for people it's crazy and many times when i wanted to like correct people or teach people and stuff i felt the holy spirit be like "No, no no don't say don't say a single thing and then i just would pray and then all of a sudden like my mom was fasting and super into the word or my brother was more hopeful. And I was like, wow, like power praying for each other. I think is very deep. It's very, very deep. Do you belong to a church out there?
0: I actually don't. I've, I've been to a couple, but we really church, um, you know, probably going forward, we'll find one that, that suits us. It's kind of hard because we're, Mm -hmm. we're not close to anything. <clears throat> but mm. most of it's just personal journey and worship at home. And we do have Bible studies, which have mm. been really nice. Grab, you know, five or six other men or some ladies and, and just read the Bible and talk about it. I found that. Beautiful.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's powerful. You're very, uh, you're very deep. You're very wise. <laughs> well,
0: wrap this mm-hmm. up, my man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send us out with a little prayer, if you don't mind. I don't. So, I want to thank you, uh, Lord our God, King of the universe. Thank you for this day and this fellowship and friendship with Alex. I ask you to bless this young man. He is serving you well. Give him the abundance and resources he needs to keep on this journey, keep the Holy Spirit upon him, and continue to guide both of us, Lord, as we move. As we move to share Your message and the good news, praise You, God, and may you, may we keep You first in our hearts always. In Jesus' name, Amen.
1: Amen. Yeah, Chad, thank you. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure talking you to too, you. You too, and
0: I absolutely hope to talk more in the future and. I'm excited to hear more about all your music and stuff. So we'll be in touch, dude.
1: All right, man. Yeah, let's do it. Let's keep in touch. I love that.
0: Hit me up anytime, dude. I'll let you know when this goes live and we'll share it and do the best we can with it. God bless you, sir.
1: Let's do it. Thank you, man. I'll talk to you later. You too.
0: Thanks for tuning in today, you guys. I really hope you're enjoying the show. I'm trying to keep it real with you. Um, I've got two passages I wanted to read real quick, a couple that are my favorites here. The first is Matthew 4.19. Jesus said, follow me and I will make fishers, I will make you fishers of men. I really enjoy that one. Um, I believe that. This one calls to me specifically because I love meeting new people. I love uh, building community. And so I believe that Jesus speaks directly to me when he says, follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. The second passage is Matthew 5, 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for the righteousness, for they will be filled. And this one really calls to me during my fast in that putting away food for a little bit and just putting all my hunger or all my nourishment coming straight directly from the Holy Spirit and and study of the Bible and meditation and gratitude to God. Thank you all for tuning in and God bless.